Have you felt the deep pain of grief after the loss of something or someone you hold dear? I know what that feels like and it can be devastating. I have been there. I am Dr. Dini, the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. This show is all about the journey of motherhood, the beauty the challenges, the stories that we experience on a daily basis. In this show, we talk about practical tips and strategies that we can incorporate into our lives to enhance our well-being of mind, body, soul, and spirit on a consistent basis. So thank you for joining me on this show. Go ahead if you've not already. Subscribe, download this episode, and share with your friends. Without further ado, I'm going to dive in into this special episode. I call this a special episode because my journey of empowering mothers came from my pain of loss, the journey of grief, and the experiences I got in the process. So when you talk about grief and you talk about loss, they look very grim. They are very painful. And like someone said to me, grief never really comes to an end, but it is transformed. So I remember the day I received the phone call in the early hours of the morning. My son was breastfeeding and my phone rang. Well, buzzed more like, because I don't put my phone on ringing out. And of course, you mothers, you would know this. Many times as mothers, we have our phones, supposed to be a mobile phone, or you don't have it on ringing out because you've got this little child who is sleeping. And because your child is sleeping, you tend to say, okay, you know what? I do not want the phone to ring when the child is fast asleep, especially if the child has been awake for a while. And you have just managed to put the child down. So your phone is usually perpetually on silent or vibrate mode. That's exactly what it was for me. So looking at this phone vibrating, I saw it was my sister. Then I picked up the phone and thought, oh, let me just say hello to her. And the voice I heard was a male voice. Mm, strange, I thought. It was not my sister. And the person quickly introduced himself. Apparently, it was someone I knew, was a colleague of mine who did a medical internship with me many years ago when I had completed medical school training. He was a neighbor of my family and had been called when things were happening. So that's why he was there. He went ahead to tell me um, Ask first of all what I was doing. I told him I was feeding my son. And he says, okay, are you sat down? I said, oh, yes, I am. What's going on? And he says, just, just to let you know, you know, dad has gone. Um, you need to be strong. And as he said that, he started to describe and use terminology we would normally use to say a patient in bed number five has passed away. It was like a dream. 
or more like a nightmare. But I was so numb. I was not reacting in the way that someone would react if you were given such ghastly news. So I said, okay, I understand. Okay. Now, can I speak to my sister? But my sister was in no state to speak. She was crying hysterically, very understandably. I felt sad. I felt a pain that was not there. I could not pinpoint where that pain was affecting me, but it was almost as though I was in a ball. You know those balls that you hang on the Christmas tree where you have something inside and it's like a crystal ball around it. That's the way I felt like I was inside that crystal ball. Something sharp was supposed to be piercing through and hurting me, but I just could not feel it, but I could see blood flowing from my body. That is how I felt at the time. As time evolved, the reality started to dawn on me. My father was dead. My father wasn't here. I could not pick up the phone and speak to my father like I'd normally do. So the last time I spoke to my father was at the very last time I would hear his voice. That was devastating. All that put me in a state where I was angry. I was scared. I was fearful. I was worried. And this is me having my two young children, both under the age of five, just changing my own status as well, because at that point I had just left an abusive marriage and I was moving onward in the world of the unknown, criticized by everyone, just lost my father and I just didn't know what to do. So that was a big whammy loss on all fronts. Now, of course, the grief that hit me was so real that not only did it affect me emotionally, physically, I was a shadow of myself. I'd lost three dress sizes. I could not sleep properly. I was not eating well. I tried to, but not really eating as I would normally do. And this is me that loves food. I was really in a state of deep grief. So when I talk about mothers experiencing loss, their life as mothers does not come to an end. They are still expected to perform all the roles that they are meant to do. At that point in time, I was now a single mother with my children, living by myself with no support whatsoever. My mother was a new widow, so she wasn't going to travel thousands of miles to suddenly appear. My siblings were in the same state I was, fatherless, and they had their own lives and work. Nobody was going to come flying on a horse to come save me. So that is when I knew that, my goodness, what am I going to do? My main concern were my children. I was living for them. I was breathing for them, but it felt as though I was not living and I was not breathing. Has that ever happened to you? Now, when you think about that pain, that loss, there is a way by which it can transform you and also a way you can transform it. 
And I'm going to talk to you about that mutual transformation that you can do with the grief you're experiencing after a loss. In this situation, I was working full-time as a doctor. And of course, my children were there, young, didn't know what was going on. Until one day, I was under the duvet. It was was in the morning. The children were up and it was a weekend. Now, sometimes, I don't know if any of you have experienced this. On the weekdays, we will try to get the children to wake up. They don't want to wake up. But on the weekends, when they're probably supposed to have a bit of a lie in, they wake up a bit earlier than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my children did. My daughter was so excited. Mommy, mommy, get up. It's time to go play outside because it had snowed. I mean, I love to play. I would have loved to just you know, jump out there and have a great time making uh, snowballs, having snowball fights, making snow angels, or even building a snowman. But I was so exhausted. I had no energy. And that was all part of that grief journey and the manifestations, the impact it was having on my energy levels, on my well-being. And I smiled at her and said, oh, my darling. And she said it again. Meanwhile, her little brother was toddling, trying to get the coats as shut as he was, trying to unhook the coats and bring them over. And I said, my darling, come on, cuddle with mommy. And as I said that, she climbed into bed and so did her brother. And I held them close. As I held them close, there were tears streaming. I felt like a failure as a mother. I felt here I was, not able to go out and play with them. I was telling her and her brother yet again, come and cuddle with mommy. I was not happy, but I did not know what to do. But one thing I knew was that that had to change. That situation I was in had to change. There had to be a way. There had to be something that would shift this around. And that's the first thing I'd like to share with you. When you are on a journey of grief, of pain, of loss, a time comes when you have this decision that something needs to move, something needs to shift, something needs to change. That decision comes from you. And when you decide, then things start to open up. So holding my children with tears streaming down my face, I had made that decision, but I did not know how. I talk about this in one of my courses in relation to grief. And of course, if that's something that you're interested in, go onto my website and you'll be able to get that free um, lesson. Whenever you look at a situation, there is a tendency for you to maybe give up. I want to tell you, mothers, people who may or may not have experienced the loss you have experienced, how going through the grief you are going through or gone through the grief that you're going through, 
maybe speaking to you saying, oh, well, it's just going to take a few more weeks and you'll be fine. Even at work, you're only given so much time for, for bereavement. You're expected to spring into action and become that awesome mother doing everything, crushing it. And that's the reason why I tell mothers and I say every mom is a super mom, not because of the super things that she does, but because of the superpowers she possesses within. So even on those days when you're under the duvet crying, you are a super mom. At that point, I had shifted my identity from being that super mom and I called myself a failure. How many times have you called yourself a failure because of one thing or the other? We need to decide. And that's the first step. The second thing is to make yourself open. Now, when I made that decision, I would not say that there was a ton of bricks of wisdom that fell on my head and suddenly my brain opened and all the knowledge came in. No, I did not know how, but I opened my eyes. I opened my ears. I opened myself, my heart to answers. And it all starts with asking the right questions. Rather than saying, why me? Rather than saying, what, what, is, what is going on? Why does it always happen to me? You need to ask the right questions. Sometimes a question like, what does this mean? What am I, what am I looking to learn from this? What is the hidden meaning here? These are questions that will bring about the answers that would serve you. I have experienced loss many times. And in my own situation, I experienced loss quite in quite a rapid succession. Now, the loss I experienced in my, for my father's death was different from the loss of a marriage or relationship. They were totally different and the reaction was different. While one was that of sorrow and deep pain, another was relief. Oh, the abuse has stopped or has it. So you can imagine the way loss comes across to people or is perceived by people is different for each person and each loss and each circumstance. So there is no one size that fits all. You are the creator. And that creative ability is one of your superpowers, but it all starts with your decision and recognizing that you are able to go through that challenge, to go through the grief. Your growth in that journey is what will make you able to transform that grief. And I'll be talking about that in a bit. So if you're enjoying this, please go ahead, subscribe to this channel, send the episode around, share with people. Because sometimes people think that grief comes only when someone dies or a pet dies. Sometimes the loss of an opportunity can bring about grief. 
the loss of our identity as mothers can bring about grief. So how do you go through that? How do you handle the loss? We've talked about making that decision. We've talked about being open. And when I talk about being open and things coming through, guess what happened? I started to go and look for answers with my right questions. I started to seek answers. Who else has been through this? Who has been through something similar? Who has received um, guidance or who has this experience that I can learn from? I switched it to a learning experience. And that was from a mind point of view. Your mindset helps you in times like this. If your mindset is that of defeat and pain and I can't do it, so shall it be. But if you have a mindset of possibility, of growth, of enhancement, of development, you will see that unfold for you. So as I was going through that, I started to read books. I started to do courses. I started to listen to podcasts and all these resources, as I was even getting coaches as well, they all built that understanding, my toolkit for resilience, my ability to go through the daily challenges I was facing. Many people asked me, so you were working full time, you were taking care of your children, you were going, of course, through the grief journey. How did you find the time to do it? And that's where we explore a bit further. Because when you think there is no time and you then go, oh, you know what, I'll just lie down here and just wait for time to flow by. Oh, I'm so busy. Because yes, I was busy. But that's burning desire to end that situation was way higher, was way important than the business that came. Now, of course, one of the things that helped me was that I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping properly anyway. So I might as well just do something productive while I was awake. And that's what I did. And I'm not going to tell you that sleep is not important. It is very important. And the moment I started to learn all these things, I started to see improvement in my sleep, see improvement in my energy levels. I started to have better concentration, decision-making abilities. I started to become more courageous. I was able to move on and do things that many people thought impossible. People saw me and didn't realize I had children. They thought I was, I was a single Pringle. Um, they thought, oh, she didn't have any care in the world. So when they saw my children, they were like, oh, are these your nieces and nephews <laughs> kind of thing? I'm like, no, they're my children. Oh, my goodness. How are you so efficient at work? All that comes from the learnings, the growth, the toolkit. And that's why I'm always preaching about well-being for mothers. Well-being, not just from a physical point of view, eat the right foods, drink the right amount of drinks, sleep the right amount of time, but the spiritual element, the emotional element, and the mental element are so important. So once you open yourself up to those learning experiences, you need to take action. Inaction is what is killing so many people. Inaction is what is causing so much pain. 
When people have gone through loss and are going through the grief journey, there is a tendency for that grief to metamorphose, to be complicated. And that grief can transform you or transform whoever is affected into an unrecognizable person. What is the grief that you're going through transforming you into? Are you becoming a monster that everybody tries to run away from? Or are you becoming more understanding? The decision is entirely yours. Now, when I was going through that process, there was that tendency for me to become that green-eyed, red-eyed, multicolored-eyed monster who was angry and sad and terrified and just a right mess. But then I started to see things differently. And when I started to look at it from a point of view of people have been there, I'm learning from them. And one very useful, very great book I would recommend, and I always recommend books because I love books. I would recommend to anyone especially if this is something that is affecting you, is a book titled The Choice. It's by Edith Edgar. She is a survivor from the era of the Auschwitz um, uh, concentration camp um, stories that we used to hear, and the history that was really horrific to even picture. But she was there and she, she's alive and she came out and she's lived a very long life. I'm happy that because her book was a blessing to me. Her book, her words were such a blessing. They brought healing to my soul. And so that's a book I really highly recommend. Having said that, when you are going through that grief journey, you can also transform that grief to something else. Now, I'll just, a lot of people ask me, Dr. Denis, do you not miss your dad? Do you still not grieve for him? I do. I miss my father. Whenever I hear the theme song for Star Wars, I remember him and my heart bleeds a little, sometimes a bit more, because my father was like a science geek. He was a chess champion. He introduced me to playing chess when I was very, very young. When I see a chess board, it reminds me of him. There are certain musics that bring the memories. I miss my father, but while my father's life gave me life, his death gave me purpose because as I was able to learn these things in spite of the difficult circumstances around me, I was able to live an empowered life. I was able to see my children grow and watch them and actually become a better version of myself, be a more empathetic doctor. I mean, I was empathetic before, but at that point, I was just even better being more in tune when it comes to teaching, because I love to teach, being a human that understands and is present. I was beautiful. And then I got a calling to be a coach, to get out there and to reach out to more people. So despite, of course, being very introverted and not wanting to show my face and not wanting to um, be out there, I went out and said, no, I'm going to do this because many mothers are out there. And if only they had 
a glimpse, a little bit of hope that they could look up to, maybe they will be able to come out and discover and uncover who they are. And as I started to do that initially, I, of course, I got lots of uh, um, feedback, I would say. Some were positive and some were not so positive. I kept going. And I started to hear how mothers' lives were trans transformed by what they heard me say, we heard my story, saw the things that I put out there, and they said there is hope. They used the strategies and the tools that I taught. And they saw differences in their lives and they said, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not going to focus on the negative comments and the negative um, feedback. I'm going to focus on my mission because this is my purpose now to empower mothers. And so I'm here empowering mothers. So please share this with other mothers. We need to be empowered on our journey as mothers, knowing fully well. That when we empower ourselves, when we are well in ourselves, mind, body, soul, and spirit, our children are well. Our society is well because we are well. And so the journey of loss, the journey of grief can be a challenging one. And there are many times that we perhaps would wish we didn't go through them. But I'd like to say that as painful as the loss of my father was, and as painful as the journey was, there have been so much growth, development, fruitfulness that has come from that experience. So this special edition is one that fills my heart with joy because whenever I faced an anniversary of my father's death, it used to remind me of the pain. But now, even on an anniversary, I am grateful for everything that has transpired, everything that has happened. Because if it did not happen that way, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know who I would have been, but as it has happened, I have evolved. I am empowering mothers. You are hearing my voice and perhaps resonating with what I'm saying. You are feeling that I can do it attitude like the many mothers in my community are feeling. And even some mothers that have never met but have sent me messages on social media. Dr. Duny, thank you for that. I needed to hear that this morning. I am grateful. So loss is not a horribly bad thing. It may feel like that in the moment, but you can be transformed by it and you can transform it as well. I am Dr. Duny, the mom empowerment coach, your host on the show. Go ahead subscribe so that you are alerted when there is a new episode released go ahead download and share this episode and i'd love to hear your thoughts so please leave a review until next time i ask that you stay well mm -hmm.